Hey, I'm Stevie. What's up? I'm Monty J. And you're listening to the Bookshelf Boyfriends Podcast. Where we take a deep dive with your favorite contemporary romance authors. Asking them questions about everything from their writing process to their reading habits, plus so much more. Join us as we help you find your next Bookshelf Boyfriend. Dude, JC's mood. What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. I'm back. Stevie is back. She's back, babies. And I'm negative for COVID as of right now. (laughs) What's up, guys? It's MJ. Hope everybody's having a lovely Thursday. Um, Super excited to be here. I'm tired. I these morning ones get me, dude. Yeah, I don't like mornings. Also, since my intro didn't record last time, I'm gonna repeat softly what I said in the last one. If you are from the southern area, MJ's gonna be in NOLA in June at Romancing NOLA. You can go check on my Facebook to go get tickets and come see me. My signed paperbacks are going to be at a discount price. I want to see everybody's beautiful face. You may also see me. Possibly may see Stevie. If you don't see Stevie, then you're probably going to see my friend Hannah, who has no idea what the fuck she's doing, but is going to attempt to pretend it's fine. She's going to be a stand-in Stevie while she's there. I'll, t- I'll teach her everything she knows. You mean everything you know? I th- I meant to say everything she needs to know. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But yeah, so that's exciting. Um, What else? Uh, have you read anything good, Stevie? What's going on in the book world? Um, not much, to be honest. Um, I think... I haven't really been reading, to be honest. I'm in a big hardcore slump. So, if anybody has any book recommendations, please send them my way. I should just be able to look at my damn spreadsheet I made. But, nah. (laughs) Vicky James, who we had on the podcast yesterday, who I love and adore. I love her British little accent so much. Um, she had her cover reveal today for the bad wedding day. And dude, I'm so excited for this. That cover is fucking hot. Arm porn for days. Oh my God. It's gorgeous. When she sent that, I was like, I need to read that. Have you seen the full wrap? Yes. Well, she sent it in the group chat the night, bo- the, the night before. Little, the little clicking of the glasses on the back of it is so It's really pretty. Cool. Oh, I you know what? It. Released today. Um, what? I'm going to need to look up the title because I'm a horrible friend to this person. Just kidding. She knows I'm not a horrible friend to her. Um, she's actually a really good friend of ours. And that is Jay Sterling. Um, her book. Oh my God, go Kissing my coworker is out now. It is live. Um, second one. I'm going to go download. I'm not sure if it's on Kindle Unlimited yet, but it is out. Um, I bought it. Also, our guests today are here, and we're getting ready to switch over to them. We're so excited to have them. Um, it's going to be amazing. So much. We're fun. back to having more than two people on here, and I think Ooh. the last, the one episode we did, we had five, six of us on here, and that was pretty um, chaotic. So. Jesus, Lord, help us. So, 
We're excited. It's going to be fun. Oh, they disappeared again. Okay. We're going to figure this out. Uh, we will hop on over there, though. Yeah, we'll see you. We'll be back in a jiffy. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Max Monroe, welcome, welcome, the dynamic duo. Thank you for coming. Hi, we're so excited to be Hi. here. Hi. It's, yeah, we're excited. I'm glad. <laughs> I like to kick things off with like the most stereotypical icebreaker ever. How is the weather where you're at? Where you're at? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it is dreary out, but... It is like, I think it's like 60 degrees by me. I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. I was going to say. I, yes, warm, very warm for December. It is like 70 degrees and um, yeah, I mean, gonna, it's raining. It's going to rain more the next couple of days, but um, other than that, it's good. It's funny that you said that's like your stereo- stereotypical icebreaker because I did. I was a meteorologist before I was a writer. So right on target. That is your, (laughs) that's your face line too. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I didn't know that you were from Cincinnati. That's awesome. I have family. I love Cincinnati. I have family up there. That's like, yeah, that's one of my favorite places to be. (gasps) That means you, oh my God. Oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. I have a very serious question for you. Oh God, here she goes. This is, this is either like, so I have this theory, okay, about this, this question. Do you like Skyline? I do. Yeah, I do like Skyline. Okay, cool. Because listen, I have a theory that, well, it it usually is, it usually proves itself right. But people who live in Cincinnati do not like Skyline. People who visit Cincinnati love Skyline. Okay. Okay. I love Skyline. Okay. Well, I I mean, I'm. I don't like go get it all the time. Like, yeah, I think I used to eat it a lot more when I was like younger and in my twenties, but once I hit my thirties, <laughs> it's, it's a little rough on you. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I don't eat it as much, but I, I mean, I do like it. I'll, I'll eat it. That's how I feel about Taco Bell. I, I ate a lot like, of that when I was in my twenties, but now I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. I just had like a like memory flashback. My dad and I, when we would drive up there, that was all we would eat. And then like on the way back, we would grab like five conies on the for the ride back home. Right? <laughs> I I loved that place. I don't even care. And their hot sauce is superior. I don't even give a shit. I love that stuff. <laughs> Anyways, that was coming from this person that's still in her early twenties. Shut up. Do people send you stuff? Like, huh? I mean, I could always send you, they sell the cans and the hot sauce and stuff in the store. Oh, I already got it. We, we already do that. See, like when you I go, do that? Now, okay. So I live a distance from him now. So when we go visit for holidays, I bring it or he has it and we'll like spend like, we'll do like a, the conies or like, we'll do like the three-way. And when I say a three-way, I don't mean like sexual. Oh my God. The food on the menu. I can't help it. Yes. Yeah. So we do that. I mean, yeah, we are so in the book world. Well, that could have went down a wrong turn. Yeah, absolutely. Could have been like, hey, we're talking about something else now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I thought maybe we'd taken a a left hand beer. 
No, no, no. A three-way is just the name of like an item on the menu. It's like noodles, cheese, and chili. And I know that sounds so weird, but it's actually it's delicious. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now that I've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> now that I got that out of the way, um, we're going to jump into questions about your guys' books, which we're super excited to chat about. Um, and we're going to kick things off with The Bet, which is the Winslow Brothers book number uno. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you two are known for hilarious yummy billionaire romances when you decided to write together how did you decide what types of books you wanted to write and kind of like the trope genre you were going for Ooh, I think that just kind of came naturally don't you like I so what I remember now okay that's what that's the problem is our memories are like (laughs) not So how I remember it is I know we wanted to have fun. That was our main thing Mm -hmm. is like, we're going to write the most fun story we can think about writing. And that kind of turned into, we said, let's write it like super, super tropey, like super tropey, the billionaire, the virgin, the, all of the stuff that like, you know, is really the kitchen sink of romance and let's try to make it different so that's like really like that's having the billionaire first book that was really the goal fun and like as tropey as you can get it without it being like the same as all the other books that were all those tropes yes I love that answer I think you guys do that successfully I love so I don't I don't think I mean, it kind of gives off a rom-com feel, but it kind of doesn't. You guys are like in this gray area, but I know that like when I pick up a rom-com on the rarity that I do read them, okay? I'm like, if I don't laugh in this shit, <laughs> I'm so upset. But your guys' books make me laugh. You guys have such like funny, like witty one-liners that I'm like, oh my God. And I get like so much secondhand embarrassment. Like when shit goes down, I'm like, oh my, I have to look away for a second. I'm like, oh my God, this is too much. It's too much. Um, so I think you guys do that pretty, yeah, I think you guys do that really well. Thank so you. congratulations. You guys picked a good, you. Uh, you guys did that well, even if it was by, even if it was naturally. Well, I thank like you very embarrassment much. too. Like, especially because we uh-huh. pass work back and forth, right? Yeah. I mean, every book we write differently, which sounds crazy, but it's true. I would say the, <laughs> probably the most recent where I got secondhand embarrassment and felt traumatized was in Grumpy Cowboy. Oh, no. She called me and was like, no, 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 no. Like, we can't do this to her. How embarrassing. I am feeling traumatized. And I was like, no, it's really funny. I know it's terrible for her, but it's It's really funny. Yeah, and... in the book, well, we should give we should give context. So, in the book, I don't, have you guys read Grumpy Cowboy? I have not. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I have yet either. So she, the, the main female character, goes and stays on a ranch to help um, the rancher, essentially the Grumpy yeah. Cowboy, to recover from a knee injury. She's a physician, and he's very stubborn. Anyway, so in the one scene, she's following him around trying to take care of him he's trying to get rid of her so he is doing the normal ranch tasks which includes bull sperm collection and I'm like oh my god I didn't know this was going to be in the book by the way (laughs) I'm 
reading, you know, I'm getting ready to write like my next part, but I'm reading what Max sent me and I'm like, uh, bull sperm collection, what's going on here? And so she, she got as far as she could that day, uh-huh. but she didn't get to the actual collection. She leaves me a note, like where I see this going is she'll probably collect like, you know, 10 or so <laughs> for 10 or so bulls. She'll collect the sperm. I'm like, <laughs> we're not even doing one. <laughs> I, can't I love how she just like dropped it on you. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. The collection part. We do that all the time. Is the truth? Like we love, we're meanest to each other and our yes. future selves all the time. You know, past us thinks it's simple. We're just like, hey, by the way, write the wildest, hottest scene you've ever written. That's the note we leave <laughs> for future us or each other. And then it's like, great, this is very helpful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's freaking, I have never, I like for some, I know that that's obviously something that happens on a ranch, but like, that is just not like what went into my mind when I was thinking about what you guys were going to say. That was the last thing that I would have ever come up with. Yes. You and Monroe yes. both. Okay. Because <laughs> I have more like firsthand rant um cowboy yeah. experience than Monroe yeah, yeah. um I'm the more country of the the South? so um <laughs> I I live in Tennessee ah! mm-hmm. yeah oh, <laughs> what part you don't have to say the location but like what part I live in in western Tennessee so I'm like basically right in the middle of Memphis and Nashville oh I'm my best friend lives in Memphis oh my god <laughs> So I lived like 20 minutes out from Bristol, Tennessee. Okay. That's where yeah, I Yeah, my up. mom's from Knoxville yeah. and that whole side of her family's from Knoxville. So. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it when fellow Southerners come on. Listen, I'm also <laughs> not exactly dumb when it comes to ranch stuff, but like bull sperm uh-huh. collecting, that is, uh-huh. I have never, ever, it's more like <laughs> when all of the all guys have to go like bale hay for the summer yes and they're all yeah like that's definitely something that's happened but like never in my life have I ever been like you know what I bet they are collecting bull sperm today oh yeah <laughs> that's that's, that's Monroe she was like I thought we were she was gonna like clean some stalls right you know put some hay. like that's what I was thinking was gonna happen here so I was I of course after the trauma I couldn't help myself I was like so I should leave out the castration scene that I had in mind for the future which I did not I was not planning to write a, a castration scene but <laughs> I love it she was so traumatized I was like oh I should yeah. leave that out then or <laughs> I love this this is amazing this is amazing our latest release we have super sexy jude and the hyper-focused super regimented sassy event planner sovi so who inspired these characters and the story idea okay oh yeah okay so <clears throat> jude is harder to um emphasize where he came from because he's been around a very long time in our character arc um because he is the brother of um Winnie Winslow and Winnie was the third heroine we ever wrote because she was the lead in scoring the billionaire our third book I mean technically there were novellas in between there but our third our third couple 
So um, he's been around so long um, and is so much fun, like almost too much fun, right? So we (laughs) knew he was going to need somebody to get his little feet on the ground a little bit. And, um, and, you know, she, Sophie needed somebody to, to loosen her up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it really was just a dynamic that really worked out. And, um, as far as where Sophie actually came from, uh, I don't, I couldn't tell you. I know. I feel like a lot of our characters though, because very occasionally somebody, something will inspire us, right? Maybe something we see in a movie or a news article we read or a funny tweet. I mean, it could be anything. Um, But a lot of the times the characters are just, or they just are there. They just develop themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that's usually, we might, we have like muses that are like physical attributes but never you yeah never really been as a person Mm -hmm. honestly okay you said tweets it means like twitter memes yeah and it made me think about how i saw this twitter thread it was like a reddit thread and it was posted on facebook on like a on like in a dark romance group or whatever and it was like this dude talking about some shit and somebody was like dude give me recommendations for a book like this immediately and I was like I was like oh my god I was like we have we have we have girl bossed a little too close to the sun ladies (laughs) (laughs) because it was some crazy ass shit I was low-key like but are there books out there like this because I will read them you know like I will (laughs) don't put it past me um I don't know if I want to publicly say what the meme was about but (laughs) I guess it's a little fucking it's it's a little out there but uh yeah, uh, I just wanted to say that, like, people who get inspired by Twitter memes, like, people are like, oh, how can you get inspired by, like, a Twitter thing? It's like, trust me, it happens. Like, it happens. Yeah. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will send you guys this Reddit, the screenshot of the Reddit thread after this, because I don't yes. know how to say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Looking exactly. forward to it. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be like the bull sperm all over again. It's going to be the thing you least expect, I swear to God. Oh God. And like, don't, you can't judge me either. You can't judge me. It's I no judgment here. No. Yeah, no judgment. Right. And it is in a dark romance group. So you can uh, let your minds fester in that area. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this book was like super sparky and fun and all things opposite attract. So how do you guys keep coming up with these like snarky banter moments and like witty one-liners? Man, I mean, <laughs> sometimes we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes, because you got to think like your your personal life bleeds into writing. Like it definitely does. So sometimes it's not as easy and doesn't come as naturally. It takes a little more work when it's like 2020 in the middle of a pandemic and mm-hmm. not, <laughs> not the easiest. But I think feel like we play off of each other really well so if I write something and say it's like almost there but I just a little bit miss the mark a lot of times Max will go in and hit the mark so I think that probably is why because we've got two people two brains who have the same humor um but at the same time bring in fresh ideas so yeah I mean that's what I would that's probably 
how we manage to keep coming yes. up with minors. We have great, our minds are in sync very much on humor, which I mean, yeah. they're pretty in sync on everything, but the, the humor is really one of our biggest issues is making the same joke more than once in the same yes. book. And we have to call those because it's only funny one time, but <laughs> you know, she'll put the joke in and I'll put the joke in because we both thought of the same one. And then we're like, well, one has to come out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I mean, I think it makes for like a cohesive book so that you honestly can't tell like who wrote what part because mm-hmm. it, it's so cohesive. So we don't even know who wrote what part I mean that's the big (laughs) secret is we don't no she will she will call me up and be like I was laughing so hard at this part okay like and she'll read it to me and I'll be like you wrote that and she'll be like no (laughs) you (laughs) did (laughs) you must have written this and I'm like no you wrote it (laughs) but like we have no idea I honestly can't tell who wrote what most of the time I love that then that's a successful partnership that's a successful Mm -hmm. do like duo book writing period we would agree I mean Mm -hmm. I think especially writers that are thinking about co-authoring a book with somebody else whether it's their best friend or just another writer I mean the the biggest advice I think really has to do with you can't have an ego Mm -hmm. and when you're both working on a book like you should always realize that if you're who you're writing the book with if they go in and change something that you wrote the end goal is to make it better so you should never take anything personally um and that's, that's, I think, probably the most important thing of how we always manage to, you know, write books together and work well together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't say it's an ego. I feel like all artists at some point have some form of ego that they have to check, you know? I feel like that just comes mm-hmm. with the trade, right? But I have control issues. <laughs> I guess she does. <laughs> so I, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'll ever be able to, like, co-write with somebody, but I do have a friend of mine who writes... Um, female female and she we were talking about like writing a book together and I was like yeah you write one POV I'll write the other POV <laughs> like, yeah take one character I'll take the other because that way I feel like I have total control over like this character's like backstory and their person and I was like I don't think we can do this I don't think we can do this because I feel like I have so much I don't think I could relinquish any 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 of the control mm-hmm. Try being her PA because she doesn't like relinquishing that control either. <laughs> it's just, I don't, I think, listen, I, listen, TikTok, it, it, it explains everything to me now, honestly, apparently, but like, apparently it stems from some type of childhood trauma that I've dealt with. <laughs> According to TikTok, everything does. We've all yeah. been traumatized, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah. it makes, like, I did have, like, a very, like, troubled childhood growing up. My parents weren't exactly super reliable, and I'm the oldest of, like, five siblings. So I was like, oh, so that's why I feel the need to, like, overcompensate and control everything <laughs> yeah. in my life. And it's just, like, it's not that I don't trust people, but it's, like, I don't trust people. No, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you trust yourself more than everybody else. Exactly. So it's, like, I'm so sorry, but I don't think I'll ever be in the running to ever be a co-author ever. <laughs> um, and you know, that's okay with that's me. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know yourself and that's important because it does take, you have to relinquish control. I mean, even if we write, um, you know, opposing POVs, we're in everything. 
you know, just because she wrote a chapter doesn't mean I'm not in it. I will be in it and I will probably change things and same the other way around. So, Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's like less about them changing it. Like, I mean, if you want to like change, like if you think this dialogue needs a better wordage or something like that, I think Mm -hmm. that's okay. I think it's more or less about like, uh, like don't fucking change my character. (laughs) 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 Leave them alone, you know? Like if you don't leave them alone, they're fine. I liked them. I do very in-depth character interviews, please. Oh God, here we go with 144 questions. It's just like, please (laughs) just leave it alone. But yeah, it's fine. Anyways, moving forward, Stevie, take it away. Okay, so these two had all the chemistry in the world right off the bat, and when they finally gave in to one another, we melted a little bit. What was your favorite part of writing this book? Oh, my favorite part. Um, I really liked when they were in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And um, I really liked the whole secret club thing between them. And yeah, I mean, that's because we're working on something that we're not talking about yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that has to do with that. So mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right. What about you, Max? Um, I, I would say my favorite part is, you know, the ultimate fall to his knees moment, you know, when he realizes that I... I really want to be with her forever. This isn't mm-hmm. the same old thing, you know, yeah. that's, I always love that. And a guy love to bring them to their knees, you know, but that's, I, I yeah, that part <laughs> I, I feel like is really special, especially when it's somebody who's so jovial and so lighthearted when they realize that there's more to life than just, you know, playing like, around with everybody. Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's it's like that moment when they all start hearing Iris by the Google Dolls in their head. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. have. It's just like in my head. That's what men go through, right? When they realize <laughs> that's the love of their life, that song starts to play. It's the song that happens at the end, at the end of every single romance movie when they're like running <laughs> towards each other in the uh-huh. room, you know. So that's yeah. what goes in my head. It's like, oh, this is a moment the soundtrack begins to play. And I know yeah. the person I was in my life with. So anytime that I'm near the end of a book and like a happy scene is coming up, I'll just push play on that song. And I'm like, yep, this is exactly how it feels. Right now. <laughs> yeah, like, it works. Yes. Okay. So the pact just released this past month. And for listeners who have maybe not read this, can you give us like a brief synopsis of what, of what the fuck did I just try to say? <laughs> a brief synopsis of what they can expect. Okay. Well, Flynn is fantastic because he is like this quiet, broody force of a man and which was tricky, but also insanely fun to write Um, because he is not wordy at all. So um, it was interesting writing dialogue scenes with him, but the pact is so you have this broody, broody, mysterious guy. and this very much, I mean, how would we describe her? She's, she's young. She's still kind of growing into herself. Um, Says every thought that comes into her head just about me. Yes. And she comes into a situation um, related to a visa to stay in the United States. Mm -hmm. And 
Flynn gets pulled into this mess and within, you know, a short amount of time, they are in an arranged marriage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you see them navigating this with the initial intentions of this is a business transaction. Quickie Um, divorce after the time limit, like we'll be done. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, um, it's a really fun read. I mean, we had a lot of fun writing this book. Flynn was a challenge, but he's so broody. And like, when he does say stuff, his dialogue is so powerful because he, he doesn't ramble. He, it's like, he only says something if he means it, or if he feels like. I love those characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who like don't talk at all. So when they talk, it's like, Yes. Yeah. That's him. I yes. mean, his, he's a mystery to his own family, but really, I mean, that's kind of the fun part of the book is peeling back those layers. Um, and you see a lot of things that maybe weren't as you expected or yeah. that even his family thinks about him because he's just, he's not a guy who's, you know, talking about his every whim. So, um, it, he was a lot of fun. He was. I love that. All right, Stevie. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm a huge fan of fake marriages, fake relationships, marriage of convenience. I do it all. So what inspired you to do this for this story? Ooh. Well, we had never written about a fake marriage or an arranged marriage. Um, well, and this, this, this book, this whole series is, there's a free novella um, through Book Funnel. Uh, called gotta have faith that we wrote that is really the precursor to this whole series um and all four brothers have been given a fortune by a fortune teller many many years ago and um so that's a lot of the plot lines for these characters how iconic disposed in those in those things so um i love that so we have two more brothers um and you you know if you read gotta have fate you kind of have an idea of what could happen mm-hmm. to them but i mean you don't know exactly but we know right. are like the fortune tellers though like <laughs> <laughs> the metaphor is beautiful you guys yes. are like the fortune tellers <laughs> yes. Um, so what was your favorite part about writing Flynn and Daisy's story? I really just think Flynn being so broody and like the silent type. I mean, man, the last male character that we wrote like him, I mean, I would say Wes from the Billionaire Bad Boys is very silent type, but he's got Thatch to interact with him in a lot of scenes and Thatch would make anybody (laughs) talk even if it's out of irritation or annoyance mm-hmm. um so it was really fun writing this broody silent guy who you know is just like on the inside is just this like soft-hearted like bear like mm-hmm. that was probably my favorite and very very dirty talking very yeah. <laughs> always are very. they always are because they're all yes. in their head all the time and they have time to come up with that shit yeah. <laughs> Yes, I love it. I literally love it. All right, Stevie, ask your question that everybody hates. Yes, this this is our favorite question, but everybody hates it. And it's okay if you don't have an answer to it. So in this series, if it was to be made a TV or movie, who would you cast as the roles of the couples? Okay. 
Um, Everybody hates this question. Oh my God. You should. We just did the, uh, (laughs) we just had on Tia Louise, KK Allen, Candy Steiner and Harlow Ray for the Bayside Heroes. And they hate us. They really do hate us sometimes. (laughs) I will say that we had Vicki James on yesterday and she knew, bro. She had a list. She was like, I got these things. And I was Uh like, wow. I was like, cool. Man. We need a hot dog time, time machine, machine yes. to cast this <laughs> this series because Jude, we picture him as like um young Brad Pitt. If you've ever seen the movie Meet Joe Black, um yes. okay, yeah. so Loaded. when he's not death, obviously, because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But when he's like, you know, young and really jovial, that's very Jude-esque. And the appearance oh. is very Jude-esque. My heart. Yes. Um, so JJ from uh, the fucking, that new series, what is it? That new TV show on Netflix. Uh, fucking, what is it called? You got John B and the, the dude and their- The Outer Banks? The Outer Banks. JJ from The Outer Banks. Mm. I haven't seen it. I haven't either. Now he is off a very young Brad Pitt vibe. Okay, okay, so well now I'm very curious. So sure him. (laughs) Also, we also we also say, uh, as Monroe would say, someone famous. (laughs) Someone famous. Someone famous. Someone really famous. Um, (laughs) That works. Obviously, it'll be a a big huge movie. Um, Yeah, I get it. Yeah. anytime that I see the word Jude and I, I'm not mad at it I'm not mad at it because I love this man every single time that I see the name Jude the only person I can picture in my head is Jude Law yeah um, and I'll just age him to the qualifications of the book right and it's like, <laughs> because I love Jude Law he works yeah he's got a vibe yeah yeah I can't who did we think of for Flynn um okay so this was again very um esque we said uh James Franco vibe yeah like you know taller a little bit darker like hair and everything but that's that edge that he's edgy yeah that James Franco has yeah yeah that is what we said I can't remember the girls though Sophie well she's a twin we did have twins Uh yeah they're like um I don't know though. I don't even know their names right now. Thinking back on it, they, no, seriously, I don't. But they they were like. I wonder you know, if I can find it because we the only two twins down. I can think of that are famous are Emily, the Olsen twins. Those are the only people oh. that come to my mind when I think of twins in Hollywood. <laughs> These are like I think they're models, so they're yeah. not like you know yes. instant name recognition. I yeah. mean, for the most part, but um, let me see. I have the one instagram yeah i can't remember i think of like a broding hero it does not matter who it is it's like henry cavill's in my head every time oh yeah well he's obsessed with him i love (laughs) him definitely be a go-to well and he he has been for us like on other books so we try to keep he could be like a many of our characters to be honest i mean because you know yeah we would definitely (laughs) sign up Sign up, Henry. Yeah, we'll do yeah, it. I love him. No, <laughs> yeah. I can fly if he's in the movie. No. <laughs> um, did you find that on Instagram? No. 
their last name is Herbert and they're, they're twins. And then for um, Daisy in the pact, we said, again, we need a time machine. She would be a young Carrie Russell. Like, think oh, I back, love Carrie like Russell. Felicity, the show. I love her. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Her. That's good. That's a good one. I like yeah. it. She had such like pretty it. hair back then. I know. Mm. Love that. I envied those curls, man. Yes. Me too. She's so pretty. I can't even. All right. Okay. So what is next for you two as we round out 2021 and head into 2022, which gives me like trauma. (laughs) I know know it's crazy. I know. Well, we will in 2022, the next two books in the Winslow brothers series. So it's Ty's book with the secret that's supposed to come out in April. And then Remy's book will be coming out I think in summer of 2022. July, um, I think. I think. I think yeah. Um, we have some standalones as well. We don't have their release dates set yet, but no. they'll be in there somewhere. But we do have some standalones. Yes. Um, and she mentioned we just have an, an, another little project related to the Secret Club that... Um, We'll come sometime. (laughs) Really depends on how fast we, uh, you know, get it done. Yeah. So excited. Yeah. I'm so excited to see what else comes from you guys in 2022. (laughs) It's going to be an exciting year. Yeah, Um, it is. Speaking that into existence, it's going to be a fun, calm year. Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to shift gears and we're going to move to writing questions. Um, So this is like for both of you as units or separately. It doesn't matter however you guys want to answer it, it, whatever you want to do. Um, so when did you guys realize you first wanted to be writers slash authors? Oh man. Um, I mean, I think that's always kind of writing has always been something I've done from little on, not that I was like doing anything great, but you know, I would journal and write poetry. I wish I could find the poetry I was writing in like fifth grade. (laughs) (laughs) What is in there? But um, yeah, I think I started to really try. I mean, before I started writing as my career, I was a nurse. So, I mean, I went to nursing school. I did labor and delivery. Um, That was my favorite nursing job. And I did that for 10 years, but I was writing on the side, probably halfway through that career. I started writing on the side because I just... I wasn't fulfilled. And once I started writing, that's how I knew, you know, like this is really what I want to do. Yeah. I don't, you know, it just was something, especially when I saw other romance authors, like back in 2012, that were making a career out of writing and writing books that I would want to write. And that was also kind of an inspiration into doing it. Mm-hmm. All right, I like that. Also, imagine how many babies you saw into the world in 10 years. I was just saying a lot. <laughs> a lot of babies. Yeah. A, lot. a lot of babies. Yeah. Um, yeah. No children from law. That's a lot of babies. That's a, lot a lot of babies. babies. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sorry. Go. No, okay. that's okay. Uh, so for me, I guess I'm actually a little bit the opposite. Um, strangely, is that growing up, I was not a reader, I didn't read. I was the kid who didn't like to read. Um, 
obviously I wasn't reading the right stuff, <laughs> clearly, yeah. you know, but I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. And, um, my mom was always a really voracious reader of romance novels. Um, ironically, like, I mean, and this was back in the day when it was books, physical books. I mean, she just had boxes and boxes and boxes of books. Yeah. Um, so I guess I was always around it. Right. And then, um, when I was with my, after my first son was born and I was home with him, um, basically uh, for several, several months, probably even a couple of years, I'd been reading. I had started, I picked up romance novels and I'd been reading them voraciously, you know, just constant reading. Basically it was my, my salvation. It was my escape. It was what I was into. And um, then characters, you know, started popping up in my own head. (laughs) Yeah. You know, this, I have a story, I have stories to write. Um, but I really didn't know if I could do it. I mean, there was a lot of, I don't know, like, can I write yeah. a book? I, I mean, I'm thinking of these people, but I don't know. And, um, when I first dove in, I mean, it was around the same time as Natalie. I think I started well as Monroe, I think I started a little bit before her. Um, but basically around the same time. And, um, I wrote the first draft of my first book in like two weeks. Yeah. And, um, I was like, okay, like I can, I can put a story together. Like I can do it. So not that I, you know, would encourage anyone to read that book. That book's pulled down. Um, (laughs) But, you know, you know, so many books later and you, I, it, it became not only what I, I was able to do, but what I was driven to do constantly people talking to me and, you know, I I've got to do this. This is basically, there's no other choice, but to put this down on paper kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then, you know, Monroe and I, we, we decided to write together and that's when things really got hot and heavy. (laughs) heavy. I love that. I love when like authors talk about like the first books they ever wrote and they're like, God, that's in the vault. That's staying in the vault. That'll never be <laughs> yeah. the vault ever. Yes. Um, I literally have like, <laughs> I literally have like fan fiction on Wattpad that's like unpublished, like in the little drive or whatever. And I'm like, God yes. bless if this ever saw the light of day. Oh uh-huh. my God. <laughs> I would, I would Jesus Christ. But yeah, fan fiction is like that, that fa- I feel like it's either a lot of people were like inspired by like 50 shades and like twilight. And I like mm-hmm. to see like the people, like different people's answers of like why they decided that they like that moment when they were reading or doing something, they're like, I could fucking do this. I could do uh-huh. this, you know? Yeah. So like, I like, I like those. Those are my favorite stories. So are you guys like plotters, pantsers or like somewhere in between, like with a planter moment or what? I would say somewhere in between. I mean, we know, we, we always go into a book knowing our characters, Mm -hmm. um, the foundation of them, right. And kind of what we want, the changes we want to see them go through, but in terms of how we get them there, it depends on the book. Pretty Um, loosey-goosey until, until it's not, I, that's the funny part is (laughs) like, we do not start an outline, you know um pages ahead of time that's not us at all we know the characters 
we know like point A and, you know, maybe B and C and then the final point kind of thing. We know a little bit, but then we just start writing mm-hmm. and let them kind of take us where they're taking us. And then eventually we hit a point where then we're like, okay, we have to nail down exactly what happens from here kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we do a loose plot of it out, but that does include notes like we spoke of before that say like, wild night so, um, yeah make it fun yeah uh-huh. yes a date night that sh- a date night that shows them really connecting and it's like <laughs> what the fuck am I gonna do with this oh, <laughs> my yeah. life I feel like this is me writing notes to myself at like 12 8 like 12 at midnight like right before I go to bed yes. getting ready to mm-hmm. go to sleep and I'm like okay this is what I need to do for tomorrow and it's like write a connection sink what the fuck was I trying to tell myself like what you always think it's great in the middle of the night like this is brilliant and then I read it in the morning and it's like they love muffins and they eat muffin tops together and I'm like that's the scene you know great thank you for for that one that's lovely (laughs) I love it that's me all right. So do you guys have any like interesting writing quirks when you sit down to write? Like, do you have to be like eating a certain snack food or like wearing a pair of socks or something weird? Mm-hmm. Um, I think my interesting quirk is probably that I, almost every book has a new spot in my house that I get the most writing done. Yeah. <clears throat> in the summer, it's always outside. Mm-hmm. And in the winter, it's inside, obviously, because I don't like the cold. Um, but it might, I mean, it could be in my office, but I might just like switch my desk around or sit in another spot. But yeah, every book, <clears throat> there's a magic spot. <laughs> so, you're going to get to a point where you're just like shifting your desk like two <laughs> inches. You're like, okay, this is the spot this time. Yes, right, we'll yes. spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we recently just, we bought a, a house. So we moved. So I've got a whole house that I to can explore. do this. <laughs> but in the bathroom in the bathroom just like yeah away I might listen I used to have this um we used to have like this really deep bathtub right in like our spare bedroom ba- bathroom it was like bigger I used to like put pillows in that thing and just yeah. like sit in it and just be like yeah this is the vibe this is right right at there's yes. always a magic spot and it Absolutely. usually takes me a little bit to find it but then once I find it I'm like I can't it has to be there it has to be there. I agree. <laughs> the, I would say my quirk is I usually write in my office, but that I think that stems from like I have a toddler at home. And so like best idea is to be in the office and lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Their little hands my, like underneath the door. Just yes. like, <laughs> But my quirk is that I always have movies on. Um, I have a TV in my office and I always watch movies while I'm writing. I don't watch them. That's really the wrong word to use. They play in the background. <laughs> but every book gets like a vibe. Like there's maybe one or two movies and they literally play on repeat the entire time I'm writing the book. And what I would say makes it the quirkiest is they're not always related to the book, like, (laughs) but they usually have a theme of some sort. Oh, shit. So for one book, and I can't even remember which book it was, but it was, um, if you've seen Hidden Figures, the movie, and The Martian, 
space. It was space. Space was playing all the time. It was all about space. I love it. And the book had nothing to do with space, <laughs> but it was just like the right, it just gave me the right mood and like the, everything about the background noise was right. And so those space movies played in my office for weeks and weeks and weeks. It was, you know, a showing four times a day kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, it, because of the Martian, I thought we had already been on Mars. Like the because my kid like this was last year my son was like talking about how you know how kids do he's 11 now but he was like 9 or 10 then and um we were talking about space and he said he wants to be the first person on Mars and I said oh I'm sorry buddy that's it's already been done and my husband's like what do you mean that demon <laughs> like oh that was a movie <laughs> I love that that's so much oh my god I get distracted watching movies so like I used to like have them in the background but I get so distracted I'm like oh Channing Tatum and I'll like watch like the television instead of like what I'm supposed to do so now I just listen to the soundtracks on Spotify there you go I found yeah. the kind of yeah. soundtracks takes me forever <laughs> to find the right one though like the one yes. that is uh-huh. like mm. Like right now, I'm listening to the Final Destination soundtrack. Okay, which sounds very, very ominous, and it is. It's fantastic. Um, she's writing like, dark um, romance, so let's preface this. That's why she's listening to. Oh, yeah, okay. that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So like, I'm listening to like the Final Destination soundtrack this time, and like, I literally have a, a bookmark on my on my computer where it's like top fifty all time horror movie soundtracks yeah and just like go through and like listen to them like is this the vibe is this what we're going for you know like uh-huh. you have like the exorcist and like halloween and yada yeah. yada, and it's like this is nice this is nice you know if anybody ever like walked into my house and like went on my computer they're gonna be like what in the fuck are you doing <laughs> <laughs> all right i have two things to add to this one is a question for everybody right okay final destination when you hear that movie what visual Logs. Do you- yeah Logs. Logs. Yeah. Logs every time. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So so mine changes because I watched the the what was it? Final Destination three four. Which one was the roller coaster? Three. Three. I watched that recently. So now every time I'm thinking of Final Destination, I see a drive through. Oh yeah. Or the tanning bed. Tanning one is also. Or the tanning bed. (laughs) I yeah, stopped after one, you guys. Like I watched Final Destination, and then I was done. I'm not good with scary movies. Like they really, they really scare me. They're so good. They're so good. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing I was gonna say because you said the Halloween soundtrack, and my kid's 11. He he plays basketball, <clears throat> and so he really likes all the NBA players. And he goes, "Mom, do you mind on our way to his game?" He goes, "Do you can I can I play music?" to like get pumped up for the game I'm like yeah let's do that you know (laughs) so he's like I want to play the song that Kobe Bryant used to listen to oh my gosh and I'm like oh okay it was the Halloween soundtrack yeah yeah (laughs) over and he goes I've got it it's on an hour loop so it should last until we get to the game that's what I listened to the whole (laughs) 30 I love that. I love your kid. That's epic. That's that's literally epic. 
Also, you need to go watch the rest of the Final Destinations. The Final Destination franchise is the only one that I would say that I could probably could make movies forever in that franchise, and I'd be okay with it. Really? You know, like some franchises, I'm like, please stop. Like, fi- like Fast and Furious, like we're in space. Like, chill the fuck out. Like, <laughs> you know, like, and you know, in like on Rotten Tomatoes, they got like a like a like a five star out of five, and it's like. They were in space. Like <laughs> oh, they, that wasn't a joke. They were in space. They were literally in space. <laughs> it's just like we have we have we've surpassed like cool driving and drifting and made it to like superhuman abilities. Like Vin Diesel like jumped across like a fucking the San Francisco bridge to like a fucking <laughs> landing and and survived. Like landed on the glass of the car saving Letty and lived. Not a scratch on him. I was like you're fucking shitting me. Like, get out of here. <laughs> and so, Final Destination is the only franchise that I'd say that if they kept making movies, which they ha- they're not going to because they wrapped it up in the fifth one, but if they kept making them, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I want to know. I mean, can we get a next gen? Again. You could possibly die, you know? <laughs> I just think the plot of it is so cool. Like, that you somebody sees death and then you have to like and it's inevitable right you start the movie and you're like bitch i know every one of y'all are gonna die it's like (laughs) it doesn't matter what you try to do it doesn't matter if you try to have somebody have a baby or you try to kill somebody to take their spot you're dead you're all dying (laughs) (laughs) so i i love those movies they're so good they're so good but i will say yeah log truck definitely anytime i'm behind one on the interstate i'm like fuck that no thank you <laughs> me too me too every time i'm like no no i've and seen it's like i've me. seen how this goes down yeah it's like, like i will not be this hard <laughs> it's the only time that i'm like god i don't need acdc's highway to hell coming on the radio right now like <laughs> you know like i turn the radio off i'm like just driving past it like please don't let this happen to me lord <laughs> yeah so it's just yeah but yeah you need to watch them they're really good they're super good movies um all right and they get better as they go um so how do you what is the weirdest thing that you guys have ever had to google for a book bull sperm collection why, why do you act like that's a like oh i don't know we don't write a because lot of there's been no. a lot of stuff that i've googled for books and i can't even I don't even, that's, that's history. That's between, you know, God and the internet. Okay. Because yeah. I can't go back to some of the things that I've Googled for books. Yeah. I, yeah, there's been a I lot. Mean, there's probably other stuff. Listen, that's the certainly bull sperm, on there. Yeah. The bull sperm is definitely up there with uh, Rachel and Kate. When oh my, they Sarah, Kate, Rachel Sarah Lee and Kate. Sarah Kate. When they were on here and they were talking about how they Googled if you could use uh, butter, butter as a lubricant. As a lubricant. <laughs> oh, sh- they were writing, they were writing, and I was like, context, please, God. And they were like, they were writing a, like a reverse harem sex scene on like a really sturdy kitchen table. And then they were like, what's something that's like, kitchen? we could just get it. It, were they, okay, I have to know. Okay, I have to know. This, the sick, twisted part of me needs to know. Is it like they take a knife and cut off like a pat of butter or are we talking like corn on the cob style where, because we are taught, you know, what we're talking about here, but where you just rub the end of the stick on the cob. Is that what we're talking about? They didn't end up doing it. They didn't end up doing that. They had, I, 
I literally was like, dude, there are four guys in this harem. Have you have three of them keep her occupied? We're not gonna miss the one that goes to the bedroom <laughs> to grab the lube. Like, like, it's okay. We're not gonna. It's the scene's not gonna be ruined. But yeah, they were like, what's on a kitchen table that's like accessible that would make sense that you know they could lo- use this lubricant? And I was like, I was like, yeah, you can use it. It's organic, but. That bitch is gonna have a yeast infection. Yeah. <laughs> like the yeah. word. Yeah. But I think yeast yeah. is now up there. Like now, when people ask, when people talk about this question, I'm like, well, yeah. So Max Monroe, you know, Googled bull sperm, you know, extraction. <laughs> so like, it's fine. All right. So Stevie, it's fine. I mean, shit though. I mean, I can't even say anything. The shit I Google for books is like, I'm on an FBI watch list. Like, I believe. Oh, we were talking about conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. I believe that there's an FBI, there's a CIA agent. We're all, we have, everybody has one. Mine is Steve. <laughs> so he's like listening to me right now. And he's like, please shut the fuck up. Stop talking about me. But um, <laughs> he definitely is like, he definitely has me on a watch list. Like he knows that if, you know, something sketchy's going down, he's like, she did it. I know she did it. Like, you know, like it's her. So I mean, it's she's fine. had her Google how to put dead bodies down toilets. I mean- I didn't Google that. I asked somebody about that. I Googled about the pig thing, but they did not give me a specific time frame or body size portion. And I wanted it to be realistic. You know, eating, you know, like I feel like feeding people to pigs, like hogs, right? Oh Super God. good way to get, to get rid of people. However, there are too many variables, right? Like how many pigs do I need? How big do the pigs need to be? What if they get full? What yeah. if they get full? What is it like? What if halfway through the box she's just laying there? I can't have that happen. No. I'm just gonna walk by, you know? Like it's just too many variables to rely on the pig. So we we flushed them down the toilet, but it's fine. Um, anyways, so Stevie, take it away with reading questions. <laughs> okay. So what book has your favorite cover? Now this can be any of yours or somebody else's. Mm. Man, I this didn't even is... know. Oh my god! Yeah. Do you do you have any, sir? I hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm thinking. Okay, so of our covers, I'll I'll start there because that'll be okay. easier. I have like a limited supply to choose from. So I'll of our covers, I will say that my favorite is probably. Um, it's Tapping the Billionaire, and it's the original Tapping the Billionaire. Um, not that we've changed it a lot, but we had to kind of censor some stuff for um, Amazon friendliness as yeah, the years yeah. have gone on. Anderson is um, Yeah. But he, because I'll say that's my favorite cover because sometimes covers can be tough for us. They can really be tough. But that one, when we saw that photo, we beyond we knew. We knew that was the one. Yeah. It was grab. It's it was literally titled. The photographer titled it "Junk Grab," and <laughs> it was he had his hand in his underwear, grabbing his junk, and he was laughing. And at the time, laughter photos were so hard to come by. Like yeah. people were not putting guys laughing out there. Like it was the serious, the stern face, the brood, the like you know, and so we knew immediately and so to this day I would say that's still my favorite just because it was like so organically like yes that's the photo his mm-hmm. laugh and the grabbing the junk and it was <clears throat> that's it was the perfect vibe. we want a guy laughing yeah. yes. junk. that's it I love it yes <sighs> yeah. 
No, I think that's a good answer. Because I mean, I like a lot of our covers. Like Single Dance with Juliet is a really, I really love that cover. Um, But I think you're right. The the cover that felt the most magical and it probably was also because it was the first book we wrote together was Tapping the Billionaire. Yes. I love that. All right, continue. Okay, so what attracts you to a book? The cover, the blurb, a recommendation, or the title? Ooh, any of the above, literally. Yeah. yeah. It could be literally any of the above because sometimes, um, just like everybody else, I'll have go-to authors that I know, you know, are going to make me feel. I'm going to read them. Like, it's easy reading. I'm not going to have to work to do it because I know their style and it's easy to read. Yeah. Um, I know they're going to make me laugh or I know they're going to do something I don't expect, right? Like there's authors that I would go to because I know they're going to make me feel good. Um, but there's also times a hundred percent where I'm like, that cover's undeniable. I'm going to have to read that book. Same yeah. with the blurb of like, that's genius. Wish we'd thought of it. Not <laughs> like in a jealous way, but in a like, man, that was smart way. Like yeah. loving it. Yeah gonna have to read that book um and also I mean I would say recommendations is probably the least that I take just because just like everything else I feel like people really do have very personal specific tastes and and unless it's from somebody who I know has the same vibe as me and you know like yes she loved it I'm gonna love it like, um, I like I can't recommend books like I feel like what I would recommend you is not gonna be what you like well but like that's that's the weird thing too because I like so many different things it just depends on and I think this happens for like readers with our books or with anybody's books all the time is it's so dependent on your current mood right so like if if I am needing I'm like in the dumps I need rom-com and I try to read something that's like super serious it's not going to be for me but if I if I'm like, no, I'm ready to like read some shit. Like I want to see like some twisted stuff and I'm in the mood for that. Then that's, what's going to vibe with me. So, um, I'm definitely a mood reader. It depends on what my mood is of what's going to work for me. Me too. My, I mean, my thing, I guess the thing that probably draws me the most to like getting a new book is something in the blurb. Or something yeah. that they did word wise with marketing that just like grabs me. Yeah. That's probably the number one thing that will catch my attention. Um, but anything can catch my attention. I mean, it's a really great cover or really cool title. Um, but it's usually the words and how they're marketing it in the blurb that will grab me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel like that's how MJ and I are. I can't recommend her books because we're on two opposite sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. whereas i love secret babies and she loves dark romance yeah <laughs> i don't not yeah. like secret babies it's just you will literally look them up you'll be like anybody got recommendations for secret babies and i'm like that is the last one that i'm going to like if it shows up in a book right like if it's a trope in a book that i read it's not like i'm like ew putting it down you know no, like it's right like i'm like yeah. But it's also not like, like CV's not going to type in reverse harem recommendations. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. like she's not going to do that either. And when the knockout anthology came out, I'm like, you should read this anthology. And she's like, 
you're shitting me. <laughs> like, is there a reverse harem in there? And she was like, no. And I was there's like, an MM in the Noctopianthology. Like, ah, I'll read it now. But I literally, I was going to say something and I fucking forgot what it was. Oh, reading. Okay, so I think that I'm also very much a mood reader. So I will, like, if I am on a rock star romance kick, I'll read like 80 rock star romances. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, burnt out on that. Let's pick up a cowboy. <laughs> 80 yeah. cowboy books. It's like, Jesus, I need to get my life together. It's just like, I'm in a hole of like Kindle Unlimited. It's just keeps recommending me shit. Yeah, I do that though. I'm that, I'm that way with food too, though. Like I'll, <laughs> I will be on a kick where I have the same breakfast every morning. And then I'm like, this breakfast is done. It's done. I do that with snacks. Like I literally have been on a kick of homemade Chex Mix. Yeah. I like it will be peanut butter pretzels. It's fine. (laughs) I hyper fixate on food also. And my poor partner, Lord, when I'm hyper thing for like dinner, especially because like a while ago, I really wanted, I was really into Thai food. Like that was what I wanted. I wanted pad Thai every single day of my life. (laughs) And he was like, if I smell Thai food one more time in this house, I'm going to leave you. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, but I ordered I it already. Love it. I, love it I right get now. it. I think like I, I have like a hyper fixation personality, I think yeah. is what happens to me because like even right now I'm in the same situation, but with Christmas movies, like Home Alone's been on Damn. every night and I've literally watched it every night. Like yeah. my husband's like, are we, we're watching Home Alone again? And I'm like, of course it's on. So we're watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Now the real yeah. question is, have you watched the Netflix Christmas movies this season? I have not. Because have Love Hard it. is so funny. Okay. okay. Love I Hard and Holiday. It. Holiday and Love Hard are absolutely hysterical. And we are currently, one of my authors is doing a movie night. We're doing 12 movies of Christmas. Okay. And we're doing watch parties on Teleparty, watching the Christmas movies on Netflix and Hulu and Disney+. Plus yeah so tonight we're watching the night before christmas which is vanessa hutchins oh yeah i literally that the love hard is probably the only christmas movie that i was like yeah i like this movie you need to watch holiday because you would like holiday and that's not you have to watch it it takes like somebody pulling my toenails off for me to like be like let's watch a christmas movie (laughs) i'll preface my holiday Holiday it's, starts with Christmas, but it goes through the whole all this all the holidays. Yeah, I've okay. seen the commercial for it, so but yeah, and it's, it's really it's, really it's, funny. It takes like a lot to to get me to read to watch Christmas movies. It's not a thing, not a thing. <laughs> all right, all right. Ahead. So, who are some of your favorite authors to read? And this is your chance to pimp your friends. <clears throat> okay, favorite authors to read. Um, man. We've got a lot, actually, but I'm trying to think of, like, my absolute favorites. I would say mine that, like, I go to without fail, um, because I'll just go back to old books sometimes, too, if I know I can't concentrate on a new book, but I want to read. B.B. Easton, um, R.S. Gray, Rachel, Mm -hmm. um, Kristen Ashley. I love her. Love her. Like OG Kristen Ashley. I could read those mm-hmm. books 47 million times. Um, Megan Quinn. 
um helena hunting yeah um melanie harlow oh yeah i love Um, me some cloverly farms yeah i mean i've read a bunch of hers like several times um on repeat (laughs) oh uh christina lauren um we like colleen i like anything colleen right yeah and Uh, taryn taryn fisher i really like taryn's book she's got a book coming out soon that i'm Mm -hmm. well i get i mean i think it's 2022 but definitely will read yes um traumatized me what did colleen hoover traumatized (laughs) me and cat traumatized her by making her read colleen for the first time I haven't I haven't read another book by her it's been like two months and not because it wasn't like a phenomenal book right it was like one of the best reads I had in 2022 but it was also like I don't trust her (laughs) (laughs) you make me nervous you make me nervous but yeah so I don't she makes me nervous but it was a phenomenal like it ends with us was fantastic but the fact Mm -hmm. that they recommended that one first was like fuck my friends like we probably we should have <laughs> eased her into it but we didn't we're like because like, it's like oh this is so this is cute i like it it's a vibe and then it was like the casserole fell on the floor and i was like what the fuck just happened <laughs> i was like why why oh god fuck me up. i cried i cried for like days after i'm waiting oh, for kim the holden. her when we go to vegas oh kim yeah kim, kim holden. holden yeah yeah, yeah. she's right side I mean, yeah, that's the book. That's a good list. That's a good, that's a solid list. Solid list. All right. Okay. So we're going to, this is the last section of the podcast, which is trope questions. It's our favorite section of questions. Um, so what is your guys' favorite trope to write and why? Favorite trope to write? Man. Um, I'm going to say, I'll just vibe and say that it's billionaires because that's one of our um, specialties. Mm -hmm. And it's because um, we love to write billionaires that are like really different from the stereotypic billionaire. Um, But also there's just no limitation. You know, it's not like my life where like I've got to pay attention to how much ground beef costs you know when i'm like you know but like <laughs> oh, there's right a there, sale going on sky's the limit you know if they yeah. want to go to fiji for the day they can go to fiji they can like, go. I don't, yeah there's no like hey, they're not stopping the day to go to kroger <laughs> for their coupon right. on like chuck roast yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i love that yeah. Yeah, I guess I would agree with you. <clears throat> I mean, that's probably our go-to. I think we do really good with enemies to lovers, even though I am not good with writing the angst, but um, Max generally knows how far to push it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I do like enemies to lovers because there always is that like, you know, explosion scene where they finally come together. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of that. All right. I like keeping the variety going too. I would say I I love to just, we, we really get a kick when we find one that we've somehow not written before where we're like, we haven't done this before. (laughs) Magical surprise pregnancy. You know, like when we find out, we're like, oh man. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Am I yawning? I'm not even fucking tired. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. 
So what is one trope you would eventually like to write and why? Eventually like to write? Yes. Mm-hmm. Whatever the next one we realize we haven't written. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. All right, cool. That's like the first answer we've had like that. That's fine. I'll take that. I'll accept that as an answer. Um, all right. So what is one trope you'll never write and why? Ooh. I mean, I okay, so would like I don't know, would cheating count as a trope? Like this the yeah, love triangle. We're never gonna do that because um maybe like in private, a book that never like sees the light of day, maybe. I don't know. It's just um not that it's all about the, you know, the readership, but our readership would be not loving that. They would be very <laughs> upset. Yeah. If yeah. we wrote a love triangle with cheating and mm-hmm. but we would read it. Like I have no issues reading Oh that. yeah, I read it yeah. all Fun day long. Yeah, I'd read it but, all day long. Yeah. I thought the same thing when she asked that question, like, how will be writing love triangles with cheating? Listen, my, my, one of my best friend, Alyssa, she is a hardcore reader also. And we met in like a mutual reader group or whatever. Um, she, I literally read books first and I'm like, it's Melissa proofed and I'll send it to her and be like, read it. You'll like it. Um, and what I mean by Melissa proofed is when the hero makes visual contact with that heroine, if he glances in the direction of another woman, she's out. She uh-huh. is outy. She is she like, don't want that. That. yeah, you know, like, and I don't give a shit. I don't care. Me okay? neither. Like, I'm like, give me it, the cheating ones. That's fine. Even if it's yeah. not cheating, like even if they're enemy celebrities and he, they met and they hate each other. And then he like, you know, makes out with another girl. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Okay. Like, I think love can be found in all kinds of sort of places in different ways. Right. But yeah. her, bro, if that shit happens, if I don't proof a book and I'm like, read this, you'll like it. And there's a scene in there where something like that happens. She's like, I hate you. I hate you. You ruined it. The book is awful. <laughs> don't ever recommend me another book ever again. So I, Melissa, I'm Melissa proof all of the books I read and like highlight the points. Where I'm like, ugh, might be a little iffy on that one. She might not like it. <laughs> you know, don't like, ever recommend Thoughtless by S.E. Stevens to her. Oh, Gosh, yeah, no. oh man i the love those i love that great they were great but yeah yes. it's more of just knowing your you know we'll leave that to other people yeah to write that because people are they go to people that they expect to write that people would be so upset if we're like oh by the way yeah. whoops. <laughs> well, also in the writing process of writing that i think max would be strong in it I would reach the point where I'm like, uh, we, I don't like this. This is, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Like awkward jazz hands. We shouldn't do this anymore. The only way that she'll even touch a love triangle is if one of them dies. (laughs) That's the only way she'll mess with it. Well, I guess she should read Molly McAdams book then because that started as a love triangle and then she killed him. So. Like, she doesn't like when you get to the end and, like, there's one of them that's still alive and they, like, wrap it up. Like, he gets another love interest or she gets another love interest or whatever they do. And she's like, I don't like it. Should have killed him off. I don't like it. He still has feelings <laughs> for her. Like, he's still going to be in their life. And, like, we, like, later, and she, like, thinks about it so in-depth. She's like, 10 years down the road, he's going to, like, try and make a move on her. And they're still going to have feelings for each other. And I don't like it. 
She yeah, needs them dead. I'm like, please calm down. Please, kill it's him. not that deep. It's not that deep. <laughs> Put him out of his misery. Kill him. <laughs> like, I don't need him popping up five years down the road when they're married and have babies. And he's like, I still love you. Fuck that. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Way too much. Way too much reality television. Please stop. <laughs> um, all right. So our last question for you guys is if you were in a book, oh wait, shit. I took CB's question. CB, sorry, go. My bad. I apologize. <laughs> this has happened like the last three times we've done I know, i'm sorry all right go <laughs> okay so if you were in a book what trope would you want for your story and this is negating your current life like if you could restart life in any trope in boom. any trope doesn't exist okay my life doesn't exist okay um i mean you as a person does but you know <laughs> right 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 but i don't have a husband and two kids that i'm yeah. gonna jet set away from it's all well, and that's why yeah, i chose millionaire okay. because money can buy me happiness in another life yes <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. and i could buy lots of books so. Man, i feel hard. like i know yours Monroe. i know it i think what I is it, it um musician slash rock star probably yeah that's a you good would one. totally do that one yes yeah you see you in the crowd they make eye contact i really has a connection with music and yeah, really i could have grown up like in the 60s 70s where i could have been like a legit groupie like almost famous with um what is it penny and oh, yeah yeah, yeah, that's my dream. Right. That's definitely yours. Yeah, I don't know mine. I'm probably just like a standard. I don't know. I either either like a like a cowboy, like rancher, or a billionaire. Probably yeah. is where I would go. And like a billionaire rancher would be even yeah. better. <laughs> pulling a full pulling a full like john dutton from yellowstone uh-huh. yeah yes him. definitely him absolutely mine's reverse harem that's not a secret to anybody um but that's okay because that is i have like multiple personalities i feel like i need multiple people to handle different <laughs> portions of my life <laughs> so i think that would work for me um but that is our last question for you guys today you guys have been so phenomenal we want to thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast to chat with us uh this is your chance to talk about if you have a book coming up or a sale or a cover reveal or anything new and then let our listeners know where to find you the floor is yours. Hmm. okay um do we have a sale coming up in the pack just released what in november so mm-hmm. that's a fun read for sure um, we have a sale coming up. Oops, I've fallen starting on Monday will be 99 cents. Mm-hmm. And that is a really fun read. Um, mm-hmm. it actually is like a stepbrother romance, but not like you think. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's how we would write a stepbrother romance. Yeah, so. Stepbrother without being at all like stepbrother romance that you no. expect it to be. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, do you have anything else to add? I would just say, I would say probably, you know, if you haven't read the Winslow Brothers to dive into that, because the, you know, third book is going to be coming in 2022, um, followed by the fourth book. Um, We will have other books in there. um, But they should go to authormaxmonroe.com. 
get the free novella. Yes. If you go to the suggested reading order page on our website, you will see a uh, where you can click on the free novella and download it. It's called Gotta Have Fate. And that gives you the backstory on the fortune teller and their fortunes for all four brothers. I think that's the best way to dive into the Winslow brothers. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Well, thank you guys again, once again, for like coming on and talking to us. You guys were great. And uh, we hope to chat with you again soon. Yeah. Thank you. We had a blast. Thank you. Yeah.